This is Kevin, the Skylight Books author reading series editor. Due to some technical circumstances, the first portion of the Michael Connolly podcast was not recorded. However, uh, the majority of the Q&A was recorded, so please feel free to enjoy that. Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. You can find out about this and all of our other author events at skylightbooks.com, where you can also browse our inventory as well as order books online. You can also follow us on Twitter or even be our friend at Facebook. If you would like to talk to a real person, we can be reached at 323-660-1175. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Even though Harry Bosch is not alive or real, um, I try to anchor what I make up in reality, and so I try to be like a journalist still and be as true as I can to, to the world I'm writing about. And that's not going to work. Um, there's a clash there if I apply that standard to Mickey Holler, uh, because it's the, it, I'm... I want to be real, I want to anchor it in reality, uh, and I also want to entertain. And if I go with the reality route, uh, the truth is most criminal defense attorneys are lucky if they have one or two innocent clients in their career. It's not like Perry, it's not like Perry Mason where every week there's innocent people um, being found not guilty. And I, d I knew I would lose interest in Mickey Holler if I kind of created this not real world where every client that comes to him is innocent. So I had to figure out how do I and the, the flip side of that, if I'm accurate and he's defending guilty clients, it's not going to last. It's not going to con connect to readers um, over the long haul. So it's a dilemma for me. How do I keep Mickey going because I like this character? And so this book was really inspired out of that dilemma. And I was having a conversation with uh, actually a judge who helps me with my books. And um, just offhandedly, she kind of said, well, you know, make him cross the aisle. Make him uh, become a prosecutor. And so what this book is about is a, um, a concoction on my part that uh, forces, or not forces, but allows Mickey Haller to cross the aisle and become a prosecutor for one case. And even though that case is about a guy who's been in prison for a long time and his conviction has been reversed and sent back to um, L.A. for a new trial, that's not why this book is called The Reversal. The book is really called The Reversal because of... Um, because of Mickey reversing everything we know about him and um, uh, instead of standing for what he views as the underdog with all the power and might of the state focused on him, he's now standing for the power and might of the state. And so uh, not only is it a change in what he, how he practices law, but it's a big reversal inside his mind. And uh, so that's what this book is about. I just want to add a couple other things and that is uh, there's a political uh, reason that they that the DA's office approaches Mickey and say, "Will you take this case because it's it's tainted within our offices and we got to go outside the walls of the DA's office to um, handle this prosecution." And he takes the case on the condition that he can build his own team, and so he brings his ex-wife in, who's a prosecutor, uh, Maggie McPhear, so she's known, and. Um, 
he uh, brings in Harry Bosch as his um, investigator. So I did get my guy in this story, Harry. And um, there's some reversals going on in his life. Um, we meet Harry, and he's raising a 13-year-old daughter. And if you've read along of Harry and think about Harry in the 90s, it's almost hard to comprehend that Harry would be a father, let alone uh, be raising a daughter by himself. And that is a big reversal in itself. So hopefully you'll catch this echo, if you will, of reversal, reversal, reversal through this book, and that became the theme of what I was um, writing about. So that's what I want to tell you, and, and hopefully some of you guys have some questions. Yes? Is making other entirely your imagination, or is there a lawyer out there who lives like that? Um, is Mickey my entirely, I wish I could say, yeah, I'm the creative genius who uh, just thought this up out of nowhere. But no, I met, I was very, uh, so much about my work is, uh, comes about through um, serendipity. You know, just lucky breaks or uh, a, co a collision of two ideas suddenly become a, a very super idea that I have to write about. Um, I got lucky about 10 years ago, I went to um, a Dodger game, um, the opening day of the Dodgers. And, you know, you're very, um, it's one of the great days in L.A. because they're not out of it yet. <laughs> and uh, so you talk to your fellow man. And so I was talking to the guy sitting next to me who had been invited to the game by our mutual friend. And um, uh, I knew he was an attorney through the introduction. And we just started talking about where uh, he works and so forth. And that's when he told me he worked out of the back of his car. And it was like, whoa, 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 that doesn't mean I'm a bad lawyer. I'm actually a good lawyer. And I have, um, it's a chauffeured car. And, uh, you know, and, and he kind of told me a little bit about how he works. And, you know, the light bulb went off. And I knew, um, I was already predisposed to be looking for a lawyer story. Um, I count To Kill a Mockingbird, having read that when I was a kid, as one of the key books that led me down the path of wanting to be a writer. And yes, that's a great American novel and so forth, but it's also, uh, at its heart, I think, a legal thriller. And it's about a guy who, at great risk to himself, makes does the right thing, makes the right choice. And so it doesn't matter whether you're a homicide detective or you're a criminal defense attorney, if you can set a story where that those are the stakes, it's very uh, attractive to me as a writer and to me as a reader. So I've been look I've been looking for that kind of story, and when I met this man who worked out of the back of his car, um, the light bulb went off, and I said, "This could be the character or the starting of a character, um, um, you know, that could, could could bring that story to me." And uh, so I started asking questions and all that kind of stuff. In fact, I even stayed to the eighth inning. Un un unbelievable. So so that's really where. Uh, so, okay, I should add something. Um, so then I happened to have gone to college with a guy, a roommate, a college roommate who was a criminal defense attorney. So I knew him much better than I knew this guy I met at the um, baseball game. So I, so I had the idea of the guy in the car, and I went to my friend and said, can I be a fly on the wall and watch you do your job, you know, at, you know over time. And, and, you know, I was continuing to write books. And it took me about four years of part-time observation of my old roommate and his partner-in-law. Um, and, and then I felt ready and competent or confident to start writing what became The Lincoln Lawyer. I should add that it's uh, about to be, um, they just filmed it. It will be a movie coming out in March, The Lincoln Lawyer, with uh, Matthew McConaughey as, uh, McConaughey as, uh, as uh, Mickey. And, um, Ryan Felipe's in it, and uh, Marissa Tomei's his ex-wife, and William H. Macy, and really good cast. And um, it looks good so far. The script was really good. What I saw them film was, was really good, too. So hopefully it'll be a good film. 
Are you asking a question or just, okay. <laughs> One of the things I love about the Harry Bosch series, you always um, manage in every book to find new facets of, of Harry's character that come out and you keep shaking up his personal life. Do you have a long-term plan for that or is it just something you do book by book? Um, I think everyone probably could hear that. Um, he's asking about the uh, arc of the character uh, for Harry Bosch. Um, no, I, I, you know, I don't have a long-term plan. I have some general ideas of, of what I want to do with that character. Um, but I, I, the, I think the books are very contemporary, and so it doesn't serve me to think what I'm going to do in four years because L.A. will be a different place. Harry will be four years older. And so I wait till I get there. But that is, like I say, I do have some general ideas of, of what I want to do with him. Um, I made a choice. You know, I'm extremely fortunate as a writer. I've been writing about this guy for more than 20 years. He's been published for 18 years. It's amazing, and and so way back when um, I was writing that first book, I had no idea that I'd be given this gift of being able to keep writing about him for so long. So you know, I made choices back then. I made him age in real life, and so in real time, and so forth. So um, again, coming back to what I started talking about, anchoring it in reality. The reality is Harry's not going to be around too much longer as a guy who carries a badge because um, he's. Uh, aged in real time. He's 60 this year and, and I want the, the, it to be re, real. So it doesn't mean it's the end of the series. There's other stuff I can do with him, but I'm reaching a point that um, there's going to have to be a big change in the in the arc. And uh, so I've been thinking about that a lot, but it, it, but I wouldn't go so far as to say I know where we're going and everything's, everything's all planned out. I kind of just look at it in my mind as a tunnel. Harry's going through a tunnel towards the light, and you know I don't even know what that light is. I, you know, hopefully it's fulfillment and romantic relationship, everything that everyone wants. Hopefully, hopefully Harry's heading towards that, but I don't know when that's going to be, or exactly how it will come about. You've alluded to the LA riots and a lot of the Harry Bosch novels. Have you ever thought about starting the whole story around the riots? Uh, he asked about the riots and whether I'd do more about it. Probably not. I mean, I, I think I've said what I wanted to say. I, 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 um, it was in my final year as a reporter was when those happened, and it was just a you know, pretty, pretty strange time. And it'd be, it was a strange time to be a reporter and, and so all that. And so I, I had some feelings about it that I wanted to put in um, at least one book, and that was Angel's Flight. And that was pretty much worked it out for me, and, and that was um, probably all I had to say about that. There's other parts of, there's other time, you know, I'm talking about how I'm running out of time with Harry. Um, the books are very contemporary. Once, once he no longer has a badge, I think I'm going to relax on that idea. And I might go back in time, and I've, I've made references to Harry and his, uh, and when he was a patrol officer. I'd love to write about Harry in the 70s. Um, some interesting things happened in L.A., and I planted seeds that he was, you know, at the SLA shootout and things like that. Um, and, and so I think I would go back and explore that. Anybody else? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Garden of Earthly Delights, and I think it's called Stranger at a Cafe, are a couple of the paintings that seem to have influenced you. Are there any other pieces of art that have influenced your writing? Um, that's a good, you know what, that might be a question I've never been asked. <laughs> um, but but I, I have to say, uh, you get influenced by, um, I get influenced by everything. Obviously, my books have been influenced by real pe people I've met, books I've read, movies I've seen. But then it goes further. I, actually, music has inspired some of the books, and, and certainly um, paintings. Um, I can't say that... Um, 
I, I, offhand, I mean, I can't. I have a hard time remembering my early books. Offhand, those are Hieronymus uh, Bosch, obviously, uh, as a painter, is very influential on in me. Um, the the Nighthawks, the the one you're talking about, the Edward Hopper thing. Um, and then I wrote a book called Last Coyote, where Harry has a relationship with a painter, and that was uh, something I explored there as well. Hey, you're up next. <laughs> yeah. What's the latest on the Harry Bosch movie? Not 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 a lot's happening on the Harry Bosch movie front. Um, I got to get the rights back. They've been uh, sitting on the shelf at Paramount for years, and I'm uh, going to an arbitration with them to try to get them back because there's people who are interested in possibly making a Harry Bosch movie, but I can't get get the the character to them. Um, so we'll see how that. Hopefully, something will be resolved on that by the end of this year, and then maybe there'll be a uh, hope of him becoming a movie star. <laughs> yes. Did you get involved in the, uh, in the screenplay for the movie? Of uh, Lincoln Lawyer? No, no. I, uh, I mean, it's a weird coincidence. I knew the screenwriter from. We did. We used to do this tandem guest lecture on a class at UCLA, and then that's we stopped doing that. And years later, I hear he's the guy who hired for the screenplay. He's a former attorney, and uh, and they did very several drafts. I mean, the guy who produced it was a former uh, uh, trial attorney in Chicago. And um, so when he optioned the book for me, he said that what I liked about this book the most was the gritty reality because I saw this because I did this for a living uh, in my former career. And he said, so when I make this, I promise that that will remain intact. And, uh, and from what I've seen, it, it did. And that was really the selling point. A lot of people wanted that book in Hollywood, and I chose him basically on that promise. Uh, a guy named Brad Furman, who only did one other movie, which was also quite good, but it was a very small independent film called um, The Take, about a armored car heist in L.A. And I had never heard of it, you know, and I, they were informing me what's going on. Yeah, we're shooting it in, starting in July, and Brad Furman's directing, and I never heard of him, so I looked him up. I got that film, and I felt very reassured when I watched that film of what he was going to do. Again, it was the gritty realism. And um, and again, I think they got it in there. We'll see. You know, I haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah. Who would I like? Um, yeah, that's a very tough question because I've lived with him for um, going on 21 years. I think I first started writing what became the first book, um, and I built him in in my imagination and. Um, he obviously he's aged over this time, but I've always kept that picture of him. So it's, uh, you know, people who were movie stars back when I was writing them in the first place, you know, are, are out of the business or has-beens or whatever now. It's like Harry's lasted longer than most of the movie stars. So I've never really um, paid attention or, or said, like, he, you know, obviously this is just a creative answer. Um, the reality is if I leverage the character out of Paramount and someone else takes him and they hire you know, uh, whoever George Clooney, then then he's then he's Harry Bosch. It's a no-brainer, you know. You know, if they so well, there's a vote for George Clooney. You know, and of course, the, the, I'll stand up here and say, oh, I always thought of him as thought of him as George Clooney. You know, so get on board. <laughs> okay, is that anybody else got anything they want to ask? Yep. Um, the next, next book is uh, I'm sorry. The next book is a Mickey Holler book called *The Fifth Witness*, 
and that's done. It just hasn't been edited, so so I'll be working on that for the next month or two. And uh, they were talking about the movie comes out in March, and so they were talking about moving my book up to kind of go off of that wave if they can get if they can get their end of it done as far as selling it and so forth. So it might be out in uh, April. Is anybody asking the reversal? No, they couldn't because it's got Harry Bosch in it and Mickey Haller. So it's like divided rights right there, you know. I would take, you know, Secretary of State just to get people involved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it fun, like, learning about LA restaurants through your books? <laughs> yeah, everything's a write off, you know. So, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, they're pretty much places I go and, and that I enjoy. Um, again, this, you know, it's not really, I joke, you know, it's to get a write-off, but it's really, again, just a little thing of, of anchoring stuff in reality. And, um, you know, if you're, you're reading this book and you're in um, Florida or something, you've never been, you won't even know if these are real or not, but it's, it's about the writing process. I hate to say it, I don't write my books for anyone in this room, I, except for me. I, I, I write a book that I would like to read, and so I know these places, and so it really doesn't matter if other people don't. But I do think there's, it's almost like by osmosis or something, it does rub off, and, and I think the reader does get a sense that this stuff is real, even if they're, you know, in New York City or London or whatever, and have never set foot in L.A. Yes. Why? Um, well, I got two answers. One is I can pretty much write anywhere because I came from journalism, and there's no such thing as writer's block or anything like that allowed. And uh, so, so I I, pro I came into this with kind of a work ethic that works for me and anywhere. Um, but you know, as you say, what's my favorite thing? I really like to create a space that's. Um, Totally controlled. Like I, so, in my office at home, I have blackout shades, and I and I write by a lamp, and I sit in a like a nice chair um, with a laptop. I don't write at a desk. I don't write on a computer. I just write on a laptop, and I try to make it so I don't know what time it is, and I can get lost in my writing, and I don't know whether 10 minutes went by or 10 hours. And uh, if I can get that going, it works pretty good. And you know, I'm I've been doing it for a long time, so it's. It's e not easy, but I can. I know little tricks and so forth that can get me into that groove and get me going. Um, there was a time where I would put a Band-Aid over the corner of my screen so I wouldn't even see what time it is. But I'm not. I'm not that um, excessive about it now. Yes. Um, like the reversal, that took a while because basically I've written a lot of Harry Bosch books. I feel very comfortable writing about him as a character and I feel comfortable in his world. So when I get the inspiration and this is going to be the story and this is where I'm going, I head off and I start writing. And I, um, as I write, I ask questions and I do research. So I, send, you know, I have people who help me with my books. And to me, that's the best thing. You, you get momentum going and you, you're off and running. And I can write a Harry Bosch book a lot faster than a book that has Mickey Haller in it, because Mickey Haller has front-loaded research necessary, because I'm not as comfortable in that world. I'm not a lawyer. I don't have those experiences. And even though I'm not a detective either, for some reason, I feel comfortable writing about Harry and Mickey I see as a, a research uh, subject. And so I usually, so the reversal probably took me close to a year. Um, and um, a Harry Bosch book will take me six or seven, maybe eight months. Um, and it just kind of goes that way.
Yes. You know, I just finished reading Nine Dragons. Wait a minute. Don't ask me the big question. I, I should have made an announcement up front. Don't ask me about why I did something in Nine Dragons. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. Yeah. Um, I don't even know yet. Um, I've been gone a while. Um, several different reasons. One, one obvious ones was, was some family reasons. I'm from Florida. My wife's from Florida, and there was some illness in her family. And I work at home, so I can. Be, and as I just, as I just bragged, I can write anywhere. So I kind of put that to the test. But I had also written. I think it was after I'd written my twelfth book. And I just felt I should shake things up. When I lived in LA, I moved all the time. I lived here 14 years. I lived in seven different places. And I would just move a lot. And I thought that was part of my creative process. And so I kind of reached this point where I said, maybe I should make a big move and try writing from about LA from afar. You know, come here, do my research, um, and then go back 3,000 miles away and write. And um, it, I think it was it was a good change in that regard. I mean, I'm out here quite a bit. I I don't miss LA at all because I'm here all the time. Um, but um, it did change the way I write, and and I think it, it made my. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the final judge of this. You guys are, but I think it made my LA books more LA because I was. Uh, more dedicated to getting it right because I knew I was risking people saying, oh, he doesn't live here anymore. So when I was here, I think I was lazy about some of the physical research. Now that I don't live here, I'm not lazy about it. I come out here and I go to every place I write about, take pictures, try to get it right, and then go fly back to Florida and write it. And uh, I don't think it's going to be forever. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll be back here at some point or I'll be back close to here, certainly not 3,000 miles away. but. Um, you know, you end up having kids and they get plugged into school and it's hard to move and, and also it's the uh, don't fix something that's not broken. Uh, you know, it, so far no, no one has lashed out at me in a review saying I don't know what I'm doing about L.A. And, you know, if that starts happening then I do have to start thinking about coming back. Although I did spell Gardena wrong in a recent <laughs> book. Right? <laughs> I will listen, thank you very Oh, we got one more? Yep. A prequel, yeah, that's kind of like what I was saying about um, writing about Harry. You know, as a, I also want to write about Harry in Vietnam. There's, I touched on a, uh, a pretty interesting history, but it's not my history. You know, I wasn't over there, and so that's like a daunting project for me. But you know, I've been, as I say, I've been doing this a long time. I get more confident, so I, I think I will eventually write that book, and I will write about Harry as a rookie cop and. Um, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot for me to be excited about and that I feel is, is down the road, so, so he'll be around and maybe we'll even see Mickey as a, a younger person as well. I mean, it's cool to bring all these characters and crossing paths and so forth and, uh, you know, it's a whole other universe that I can explore. Uh, thanks very much for uh, supporting this store and, uh, of course, for supporting me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.